Listener discretion be advised. This podcast contains adult themes, discussions about fantasy violence, and foul language. Welcome to the Ranger's Nook. I am one of your hosts, Jeffrey. I'm one of your other hosts, Ethan. I'm another Timothy. Alright, well now that we have the introductions uh, out of the way, how did everybody's week go? Did you do anything D&D related besides this? Uh, yes, I played two games this week. I DM'd one on Saturday, and I was a player for one Tim did on Thursday. Yeah, we did one on uh, Thursday. It was a lot of fun. Uh, first session for the group. Uh, we had a lot of we had three new players, um, and they got really into it. It was, it was a lot of fun, a lot of, a lot of trials and stuff, getting introduced to the whole mechanics and everything like that. But it, it was great. Lots of fun. Yeah, I'm what about you, Squish? Um... Well, my game was supposed to be last night, but real life got in the way, so I had to push it to uh, next weekend, which isn't a big deal. It gives me more time to prep some more stuff. Um, but I got some new dice today, and uh, I get to be a player again. R- really excited yeah. for that. Uh, with Jeff as my DM. Or not Jeff. Oh, you thought uh, that one? Yes. And yes, it would be me as the DM. And yes. that will be not <laughs> next week, but you'll we'll have our next session for he'll be a player in Curse of Strahd. Which um, I'm already a player in. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. Sorry poor about them. that. Or poor them. <laughs> no. No, that'll be great fun. Yeah, it's going to be me. a lot of fun. All right. So uh, this is our, our first episode, second recording um, of the Rangers Nook. And the Rangers Nook is basically a podcast where we talk about all things D&D, being a player, being a DM, how to do different things, how to build characters, how to set things up, um, and basically just a fun time for about 45 minutes to an hour of us talking about D&D and nerding the hell out. Uh, the podcast topic this week is how you can't play it wrong. And But first, before we get into that, I think we should really talk about take a couple of seconds to talk about how this um, podcast came to be. Um, and I will start because it was kind of my idea um i got bored it was your brainchild i got bored um and wanted to listen to some D D stuff but i wanted to to listen to like audio not just you know youtube because i was in the middle of doing stuff and i realized that i couldn't really find any uh podcasts that are about D D in general there were most of the podcasts i could find were games and that's all fine and dandy but that's not really what i wanted to listen to so i hit up my good buddy jeff i was like uh kind of joking mostly serious hey do you want to do a D podcast with me and he's like absolutely and then uh i'm gonna let him take it from there uh yeah so i was like yeah absolutely let's do it so you know uh we uh we started brainstorming and if i remember correctly he was actually at work when uh when he sent me this or he was doing something so no, like, yeah, we'll i was talk about still later. quarantined well we, we said we were gonna talk about it later that night so I, I messaged some other friends like hey if you were here listening to a podcast about dungeons and dragons and it was the first episode and it's primarily geared toward like beginner players and beginner dms what would you like to hear about and i got some really good topics and then one of my friends instead of just you know Here's a topic. Oh, here's a topic. Oh, here's a good idea. Went in like this long, in-depth explanations of topics, and then like halfway through, was like, "Uh, that is, if you guys would have me on your podcast." I was like, "Well, I'll talk to Swish," and I talked to him. He's like, "Yeah," and that's how Tim. I would just like to say, Tim, before you launch into your long-winded explanation, that um, <laughs> yeah. I had never met Tim before. I didn't even know who Tim was. Yeah. I was like, True. he said Tim, and I was like, Tim, as in like Tim Allen. Um, and, uh, I met, I met Tim late that night on discord, uh, instant friendship. I will have to say he, he's a very like-minded individual and uh, a good dude. So sorry, Tim. Well, thank you. No, you're good. You think same, like a tall deep. person, even though you're like five foot two and we're over six feet. <laughs> it's okay. You gotta have height variety. Yeah. I'll remember that Make next sure. time, uh, you need me to get into a tight space and unlock a door for you. 
<laughs> I won't ever. Get I don't that. think I'm gonna do it. I'm like, no, I need it. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Jeff hit me up with some ideas about um wanting to start a podcast and like bouncing some ideas off. And I was at work at the time, so when I got on break, that's when I was able to actually message. And I've been thinking about like different ideas. So I just like rattle up as many as I could think of and remember. So he just got this wave of messages, and ideas, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was actually a really cool idea because like we had taught we we got into D and D separately, of course, but like we had kind of like talked about it and started doing D and D together after meeting at school. And um, we kind of talked about like, or I talked about how like I wanted to start like a YouTube channel or like something uh, in relation as far as like you know you know playing games with friends and having a place to throw it up there to see if other people will enjoy or like Twitch or stuff like that. And so he mentioned the podcast, and I was like hell yeah this is a great idea so i just started listing off ideas and i was like i mean you can use these ideas but if you guys need another person i would love to join and then i officially met squish i heard about him through stories and all that kind of stuff and got on a late call just brainstorming and everything some of these guys were a little little beers deep and i just got off allegedly tired allegedly allegedly Allegedly. yes yes but it was just a great great time had a great conversation and couldn't couldn't wait to actually get this like the, the real ball rolling for it so yeah thanks for including me yeah um in the midst of that long 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 night um even though i didn't feel that long of me and jeff talking and bullshitting and drinking and passing ideas around um we got our good buddy snow in on it to kind of pick his brain and we had picked his brain before and snow is actually our fourth host but um Due to life stuff, can't be here tonight, so he will be here for next week's uh, recording. Yeah, um, and uh, we will actually not have Tim next week due to life Life things. stuff, yeah. Yep. <laughs> at yep. some point, at some point, we'll have all hosts sitting down doing a together, yeah, a stream together. It'll be great. Yeah, it'll, it'll be fun. Um, and then... Uh, I think that's about it for how this podcast came to be. This craziness that we call a podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think our next topic we decided on was how we all got into D&D and how we started DMing. And I think last time we talked about this, uh, we had kind of rolled them both into one. So I think we should just go yeah, from there. Gonna... Sorry, my bad. Oh, no, no, I was just saying, yeah, it's just... Luckily, you know, our, our first time recording was pretty much a test run for what all you guys are going to get to hear today. So, yeah, we're just going to roll it all into one. Yep, and then uh, we'll let next week when Snow is here, we'll ask Snow this question um, and have him give his explanation because Snow's explanation is amazing. I love it. It is. Uh, pretty much anything Snow talks about is great because uh, he he really knows how to weave a story for any subject he's talking about. It's he really he's a, does. He's a wizard. I, I swear to God. <laughs> um, he's more Jeff, of a bard. Uh, Jeff, do you want to go first, or does Tim want to yeah. go first? Or are we gonna roll for no. it? I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> I don't have any dice near me, surprisingly. So, uh, um, they're all across the room. Um, no, I started playing. Am I the only one? <laughs> You're the only one who doesn't have dice near you. Hey Siri, roll one d twenty. Sticks, boom, got it. Um, here you come in clutch. Um, no, but um, so I started playing a couple years back. Uh, I actually started when I was a kid. Uh, this was a very long time ago. Uh, I grew up on drop zones. My dad was a skydiver. And you know, this was in the 90s, like the early 90s. So a lot of people there played like Magic and Dungeons and & Dragons. So my older br- brother and I would play Dungeons & Dragons with them. And... Um, my first character was, it was Tannis Half Elven. At at the end of the day, that's who he was. Um, but then you know we we stopped doing that with my dad, and you know years passed. I hadn't played, and then on my last deployment, we were like, "Hey, what are we doing on this deployment to kill time?" And somebody's like, well, "Let's all learn how to play Dungeons and Dragons. The new edition just came out." So we're like, "Okay, cool." So we did. And I ended up DMing for the majority of that deployment. And fun fact, my second longest game ever that I ran was on that deployment. It was like 12 hours long. That was not fun. 
I was uh, very tired. We tried. I literally to... had to make so much stuff up on the on the fly, and I was getting so tired, and my brain was just everywhere. They met like this um, ancient gold dragon, and they were like, "Oh, what's its name?" And I was like, "Uh, uh he's been in this." in this cavern for asleep for so long he can't remember his name he simply says refer to me as the gold like one of my worst role-playing moments of all time I, I literally just had a dragon tell them to refer to him as his color it was terrible refer to me as the gold dragon i didn't go that far just the gold <laughs> i named him like two days later i would just like to point out that i did that whole deep voice thing on accident <laughs> yeah because you don't have one of those but thanks Thanks. So uh, that's yeah, that's how I started playing D and D and DMing. Um, yeah, those deployment games, I bet, got pretty long when you had nothing to do. We tried to play D and D on my deployment, but nobody ever like actually committed except for me. So, uh, I got started because I met this girl and was hanging out with her, and then she introduced me to a friend of hers named Jeremy. Uh, who happens to be Jeff's brother, and Jeremy and me hit it off pretty good. I thought he was a pretty cool dude. Uh, still do. And me and the girl stopped talking, but me and Jeremy kept talking. And he was like, "Hey, my brother's coming home. Um, he's putting together a D and D campaign. Need some players. Do you want to play?" And I was like, "Well, I got nothing else to do on a Friday. On a was were those games Fridays or Mondays? Those were Mondays. Yeah, I was like, I got nothing better to do on a Monday night, so." Um, went and played D&D for a couple hours and uh, absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, I had a drunk wizard named Jace who got fucking murked by a blue dragon. Um, and then shortly after that, that game stopped. Uh, I tried to play Curse of Strahd with Jeff and Snow. And was it Jeremy? Was he our the other player? It, yeah, it was Jeremy because uh, you had met Snow in the very first campaign. Yep. Um, and then my wife... Now, who's now, or the girl I was dating, who's now my wife, all of us tried to play, but um, I had to leave for some training for about a month, so we never got to, I never got to finish that one, and then, thank the game, yeah, and then there was, you know, could never get into another game, because schedules weren't adding up, and things were going on, and I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna DM a game, because I wanna play, and I did, and I've been DMing ever since, so, this will be the first time I've gotten to be a player in, like, almost two years. I'm gonna kill you immediately. You still haven't made your character yet because you're you're lazy. Just <laughs> because I'm lazy. Bye. <laughs> uh, Tim, how did you get into D and D? So I'd always been a fan of like fantasy and all these kind of things. Um, but there's always this like stigmatism you hear about D and D and all this kind of stuff, and it kind of like shied but me away from it. Yeah, that all that kind of stuff, nerdy stuff, and then it's just like. I like this kind of stuff in general. I've always been interested in trying it. I watched some some videos and stuff like that and came, of gameplays. So I'm like, this seems awesome. So I talked to my friend at work who had played it before, and I got a couple of my close cousins together, and we were all just interested. But our friend had only played. He never DM'd. So we were like, you know what? Whatever. We're, we're going to do it anyway. So my friend ran the first session um, while I was doing reading. I just wanted to see how it went because um, he wasn't ready to take on a full campaign. But he said, I'll run the first one if someone wants to take over after that. And I was like, heck, sure, I'll do it. So we ran the first the first session where I was a player and he ran the camp there, the, the, the one shot. And then from then on, I just took over and DM'd. And I've been doing that since what, 2013. And pretty much almost all the campaigns I've been involved with have always been a DM. Um, a few times I got to play, play a character like for like a one shot session kind of thing, but mainly DM. And so now I'm actually getting to do both again, which is awesome because I, I love it. It's it's nothing nothing like it. Um, lots of fun to be had, no matter what kind of style or exactly kind of things you're into. I will, I will say being a DM makes you a better player character. Oh, yeah, for uh, sure. It, it can. I have seen people like stop DMing and jump in as a player and they're – they're the fucking worst. I, 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 I'm like, no, get, get off my table. I don't want you around. You are toxic. You're, you're meta all the time. You're a rules lawyer all the time. Just, just leave my table. Yeah. But we'll get into more of that. I was gonna say that's kind of soon. it ties into our uh, <laughs> what we're about to talk about. Yeah. 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 We actually, uh, before we even get into that, I would like to 
let people know some things about how D&D got started. I was just yeah, about to bring that up. Yeah, take it away with that, that amazing history about how the, one of the greatest games in the world came from one of the best places in the world. I'm sorry, one of the greatest games in the world? I'm pretty sure any book says the world's best role-playing game. There you go. We'll, see, we'll see when uh -huh. Cyberpunk 2077 comes out in a couple days. <laughs> Tabletop role-playing game. Different. Um, it's so. still a role-playing game. Just saying. I'm gonna roleplay my foot into your butt soul. If you don't be quiet, let me speak. <laughs> you gotta roll for that first, though. Okay. <laughs> uh, we all know D&D has been around for a while. But from where? When? How? Uh, it all started in this mystical land called Wisconsin. With a medieval combat simulation game called Chainmail. Written by two friends, Gary Gygax and Jeff Perrin. Um, so Chainmail was, like I said, it was a medieval combat simulation. So, you know, you controlled, like, groups of people at once. But at the end of their little Chainmail rule books, they had a 14-page um, fantasy supplement that provided rules for magic, like magic swords, monsters, and spells like lightning and fireball. Um, and then... This other guy named Dave Arneson read the fantasy rules to Chainmail, and he he was like, "Okay, I really like these." So he started adapting these rules to a fantasy world of his own creation called Blackmore, uh, a setting that was very heavily inspired by Lord of the Rings, combined with elements of um, his own imagination and some mechanics pulled from other tabletop games. But what made this, what made his little Blackmore setting different was the premise. The simple premise of players would portray one character and would explore underground dungeons. They'd face perils and puzzles. But at the end of the game, when you picked it back up, you'd pick up where you left off. Same pl people playing the same character, session to session, working cooperatively over time which was she like completely different than what they were doing at the time because it was all tabletop wargaming uh, much like um, Warhammer 40k it's just tabletop wargaming um and then in the fall of 1972 um Dave Arneson drove down to Lake Geneva Wisconsin from Minneapolis and he ran Blackmore for Gary Gygax who was just, like, blown away. And, you know, within weeks, he had requested, like, hey, let me get the rules, man. Let me get the rules. So Arneson mailed him 18 handwritten pages about his rules for Blackmore. Gygax, Gygax took them, read them, like, just absorbed them, and then expanded them to 50 pages and began testing his new 50-page fantasy game rules with his kids, earning at least... He named the campaign they were running Castle Greyhawk, which, if you know anything about Dungeons and Dragons, Greyhawk is a campaign setting. It was the original Dungeons and Dragons campaign setting. Because not long after he was running Castle Greyhawk with his kids, Gary and Dave codified, codified all their ideas and experience into one rule set that they titled Dungeons and Dragons. And that's all the history you're getting now. You'll get more next week. Told you. One of the best places in the world, Wisconsin. <laughs> Cheese, beer. Is from there. Cheese, beer, and D&D. &D. Those are the great things that come from Wisconsin. Like, what could be any better? I mean, I do better? love cheese. I do love beer. I do love Dungeons & Dragons. So you love Wisconsin. It's okay. No, no, because uh, I can make my own cheese. It's not the same. So I don't need... I mean, it, it's delicious. Um, I can get beer from anywhere that's not Wisconsin, and I can play D&D. &D. I mean, beer. I've played D&D &D in the middle of uh, the Middle East, so don't need Wisconsin for D&D &D either. <laughs> but if it weren't for Wisconsin, as you said yourself, there would be no D&D. &D. All right, yes. <laughs> Squishy doesn't win this round. Squishy does win this you round. You win this round, Squishy! <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to put that on a mug. <laughs> you win this round, Squishy. <laughs> uh, All right, uh, that's actually gonna roll us into our 
actual topic of today, which is mm-hmm. uh, how you can't play wrong. No, you really oh, can't. You really well, you can. I but... mean, you you can, but for you the can. most part, you can't. But for the we'll most part, you it. can't. We'll All right, it. so yeah. uh, who wants to start? We'll, we'll have Tim start. All right. Um, so there's so many different styles and ways to play D&D. And yes, there's a rule book and there are certain rules and guidelines in order to quote unquote play it right. But at the end of the day, we've all been talking about it on our first dry run when Snow was here too. The thing that kept coming up about the whole thing was fun. It's enabling and making sure that everyone's having fun. If you're playing it completely different than how the rule set and everything goes, or as most groups would play it, as long as you're having fun, that's all that really matters. And as far as, like, even if you're getting into it, if you're a new player or a new DM, if your whole group is new, I think the only thing that you really need to do is, like, just keep it consistent. If you play or interpret one rule this way, just keep it the same. And as long as you guys are having fun and you're not taking away from other people's funds, then you can't play it wrong that way. So, yeah, th- th- those are those are the keys, I think. Yeah, and that really is the key, is, like, fun is the key. Um, and especially, like, for, for new people that have never played before. I know when I started playing with, like, the people I started playing with, we barely understood the rules. And we'd make, like, some rules calls that were just completely like, nope, that was as, like, as incorrect as you could possibly be for how the rule was written and intended but we're like hey i mean this is how we think we understand it and this is like you know we don't know how to how to make snap judgments as dungeon master so this is what we're going with and you know it works and as we slowly started learning the things we all talked about like hey i know we've been doing this but this is how it's actually supposed to go and everybody's like oh no if that's actually how it's supposed to go now all of us know let's just do it that way a great example I've been doing Spare the Dying wrong since I started playing D&D. You know, a cleric would hit hit somebody with Spare the Dying, I'm like, boom, you're good, you're stabilized, you've got one HP, golden. No, wrong. Spare the Dying makes you stop doing saving throws. But, I mean, we just always did it the other way because that's how we thought it was. And um, I DM for a group of new players on Saturdays. And one of them was like, oh, so how does Spirit of the Dying work? And I, you know, I explained it, like, how it actually works. And somebody was like, really? I was like, yeah, I actually just learned that. He's like, let me look that up real quick. So we paused the game because he, he was like, I want to read that. So he looked it up and reread it. He's like, damn, I've been doing it wrong too. But at the end of the day, like, even though we've all been doing it wrong, were we actually playing the game wrong? No, because we were all having fun. It didn't destroy the game. It didn't make anything different or bad. We just, you know made a call and stuck with it for years until we realized, oh, this is how it's supposed to be. That's okay. I mean, again, we were all having fun with it. And I'd like to uh, actually just watch a video the other day from, um, uh, if, if nobody knows who this is, her name is Ginny D. I love She's Ginny a, D. Yep, uh, Ginny D is great. She's a cop player, and um, she has a YouTube channel. Just easily found Ginny D. I it's, think it's her Instagram. Yeah, it's well. uh, G I N N Y, I believe. D I, at space D I. Yeah. Ginny. Well, uh, we'll we'll put links down there. Yeah. But um, I actually just watched this video that she posted the other day called "Why You Should Play Your Character Wrong." And like, her the whole premise of playing a character wrong is um her main character is a warlock that does not have Eldritch Blast. And the whole Dungeons and Dragons, not the whole community, but so many people are like, are you sure you know how to play this game right? Blah, 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 blah. And then her whole thing was the same thing I'm saying. And Tim is saying, like, hey, my table, we have fun the way we play. So are we actually playing the game wrong? Just because I built the character not combat optimal. Like, I would, we'll, I'll, we'll link the video for everybody to watch. I, I, I recommend everybody watch it. I want to do it. I want to build a wrong character one day. Just to like try it out. It it looks like a lot of fun, and it teaches you other elements of tabletop role playing. You know, it, it actually teaches you role playing stuff too. But um, yeah, like that that's that's a great one. Like, just because somebody says that you have to play your character like this, doesn't mean you have to play your character like that at all. Do it how you want to do it. What's fun for you? What's fun for your friends? Yeah, I would yeah. say I've I've set up encounters. 
and I've had players role play their way out of an encounter instead of getting into a fight. Which that's one of the ways that the game is meant to be played. Yeah, you, know, you have multiple ways in and out. You know, some groups are super combat heavy. Some groups just love combat. Um, my Curse of Strahd group right now, Squish, you're gonna have to get used to it. But uh, and and then our new player coming in, Jordan, has got to learn it. But Tim and um, my girlfriend Brittany, like this is a super role play heavy game. Like. They're, they're a good couple sessions in. They just hit level four. And most of what they've done is role-playing. So we have a whole role-play table. I mean, we've had combat, and they've done fine in combat. But it's it's a heavier role-play group than I've ever had, which I love because it's great. I just I sit back and let them let them talk and role-play. And they, just, they don't just role-play with me either. They, they literally have conversations in character with each other in voice. It's, it's amazing. I fucking love it and then it's they don't matter when it comes to combat do. oh it's super yeah. fun it's super fun to pay attention to and listen to oh squishy's down there texting his chromatic dragon girlfriend yeah <laughs> yeah no there's a uh a there was a issue that popped up at work sorry about that no it's okay you're good uh but yeah no that is i definitely agree with that um there, there's a million and one ways to skin a cat, and um, I know that some people prefer role playing over combat. I know that some people prefer combat over role playing, um, and that's one of the reasons that it's good to talk to your party beforehand about what kind of what the what things they enjoy from D and D if they've played before, and if they haven't played before, what their expectations are for D and D. And we'll and we'll get into that a bit more too. We're gonna have a whole. Uh a whole episode on what's called the session zero, which is where you sit down with all your players before characters are even made and just like, Hey, this is what I'm thinking of running. What do you guys want? What do you guys expect? Yeah. And on that um, note real quick, uh, yeah, go ahead. the speaking of the, the, the campaign I just ran the session, I just ran with, uh, with Jeff's, uh, Jeff's group. A lot of them are newer players. We just had our first session and the next session, it was very like combat or like, uh, event driven. Um, yes. But the next one will have a lot more roleplay events. And I even told them in our, our Discord chat, I'm like, hey, these are the, some of the things that are come up, going to come next. But after the session, I want to kind of talk and see where everyone's at. Like, what are the things that you like the most versus what you might like the most? Just so we can have balance of what everyone likes the most so that we can have elements that everyone's enjoying um, mm -hmm. to be a part of it. So, yeah. And actually on that subject, too, um, on the subject of... Um roleplay heavy versus combat heavy we're also forgetting some other big elements of different group styles mm -hmm. i know squishy's groups are generally more like fun like fun games whereas mm -hmm. i run like serious dangerous games yeah like even when i asked squishy to join us for curse of strahd I, I had to tell him like hey man like you know they need another player like i, I definitely would love for you to play but you have to do me a favor you got to make a more serious character than you generally would make which is okay again like i've i've dm games for squishy and some other friends where they were all like happy-go-lucky joking characters and squish's whole like every session his whole goal was how many times can i make the dungeon master facepalm <laughs> <laughs> and we were fine with that because at the end of the day he'd be like okay i'm taking it a little too far i gotta stop so we can actually so the game can progress a little bit. And that's, again, if that's how your table runs, if that's how your table and group plays, you're not doing it wrong. You're, you're playing the game. You're enjoying the game. Continue to do so. Yeah. Um, I've, I definitely run my, my games with more of a rule of cool. Let's see what house you know, throw the dice and see what happens, see where they land, see what happens, and uh, have fun with it and just kind of run with it. Um, and my parties uh, definitely enjoy that. I had a, a bard that wore a penguin disguise for like damn near our entire campaign, playing bagpipes all the time. Um, but he found a way to do it where it didn't frustrate anyone, it fit into the story and made and added to it. I think if you're going to do something crazy, if you can do it in a way that doesn't interrupt the flow and adds to things, 
um, then that's probably the better way to do it. Unless... Over here yeah. about to have a panic attack just thinking about a player sitting down like, I'm playing bad pipes and wearing a penguin costume. Like... In the underdark. <laughs> and the shitty thing was, was he was playing... He was playing a high dex bard. So... He would, should. yeah. So he Dexing. would, yeah. He would sneak Dexing around charisma, yeah. and try to steal things from people as he was performing, and I would be like, "No," and I'd be like, "You know what?" Well, he'd keep doing actually, that. Like, roll for it, that, and he would. He that's would a always. Idea. Yeah, and he would all bard, but but their 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 style of um their bardic style isn't music; it's dance. Yeah, he would. He and would, they would just you know as they're dancing around, they're just like. Shwoop, 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 just pickpocketing the shit out of everybody. Look at that. I need to make that. Hmm. Um, I think that would be also a good time since we're talking about um, how you can't really play it wrong. And just as a segue, as also this being our first podcast and kind of introduced as far as like certain elements, there are going to be certain things, obviously, we're not going to be talking about, you know, Things you wouldn't be bringing up at the, at your family dinner table or, or in front of your grandma kind of style things. Um, but it's also a good thing. We'll get into it more at session zero. But I remember last time we did the run of this, someone mentioned it. Um, there being like a list you could also go through and and talk to people. I was like, hey, is there anything that like is kind of a trigger for you or something so that would upset you? Basically, the things that, that well. would. Okay, awesome. It's, it's, it's um, basically uh, Tim's talking about this handout. It's a checklist that you give to all of your players, which is their. There's soft limits and hard limits. Yeah. That way you as a dungeon master and then you as players know like, hey, don't broach these subjects. And then there's some subjects that just should not be broached at any point playing Dungeons and Dragons because they're bad. I know the first time we recorded this, I I actually discussed them for a minute and you the whole like vibe of the podcast yeah. like just, so I'm not going to get into them this time. Yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can read them. If, and if, um, if you want to talk to me more in depth about them or know about them, all of our emails will be uh, linked as well. So you can email me and I will tell you, don't bring these things up in your game and here is why. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm not afraid of saying scary things. Well, it also just ties back into a round of, like, the whole theme of, like, how you can't play it wrong is it, as long as everyone's having fun. So the only way you can really, quote-unquote, play it wrong is if you're really starting to detract and take away from other people's fun. And that can be one of the things, you know, if someone well, is triggered by, like, fun, though, high like core, it. It's also a safe environment. Yes, exactly, exactly. It's supposed to be a, a fun, good time to have with friends and people that will become great friends that last years. And so you don't really want to take away from that and, and make people uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like the games that me, that I had been in that Jeff ran, we had said and done some really fucked up shit. But everyone was okay with it. We didn't cross any like super hard limits, I don't think. Not that I can recall. No, because um, I would have I immediately like... I'll let I'll let players get pretty far. I'll yeah. let you guys get really far as players, but there is a point where I will stop it. Like this is my my hard point. You're not going past this. Or yeah. if I see other players getting uncomfortable, I will stop it right there. I'm like, okay, nope, no more. If you do it again, you're out. Yeah. Fun fact, DMs. If you're the DM and you're hosting at your house, um, usually if you're the DM, you're probably hosting at your house. Probably. Um, you're in charge. If somebody is acting an ass or doing things that are making people uncomfortable or distracting everybody from from the game it is your job to st put a stop to it don't and be afraid on that oh no no go ahead and finish yeah talk. don't be afraid to be like hey you need to knock that off or you need to leave like that's not okay here um and because well, sometimes as a dm you're not at your house like i know when tim dms he's at my yeah. house Mm -hmm. But I, we haven't talked about it, but I'm pretty sure the understanding is there that Tim can be like, hey, stop it or you're out of here. Yeah. But if you're DMing at, at one of your players' house, you and that whoever, you know, is the, like, it's their house, you guys need to have that discussion. Like, hey, like, if I have to stop somebody and kick them off the table, you've got my back, right? Because this is your home. Like, that's, that's definitely a discussion you as a DM need to have with your player who you're playing in their house. Like, Tim already knows I'll help him kick somebody out of my house. I don't care. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think it'll be an issue, but yes. Nah. <laughs> yeah, with our group, it will be fine. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's a, it's a tricky spot because, you know, usually when you're playing, you're playing with friends, but you need to have the, as the DM, you need to have the, um, the backbone to be like, hey, you need to knock it off, you need to leave. Hey, that's not okay. Hey, you're making some. You're making people feel uncomfortable. And as a player, realize when you've gone too far and be like, "Oh shit, my bad," and don't do it anymore. Don't just and apologize. Be an adult yeah. and apologize. Yeah, it's like uh, I had like that player. I had a player who was playing a bard, and uh, she's still really new to D and D, and knew the whole role playing thing. So she wanted to play, you know, a slutty bard that hit on everybody. And she... typical bard. Please don't play those guys. You I and mean, you can play that if you want. It's not playing a bard wrong, but just please don't play it because it's it's annoying to the DMs usually. It's annoying to players usually. I I think I know one person who's a DM and his whole group like that type of bard perfectly fits in with their <laughs> style of play. No, actually, no. It wasn't us. Like, no, because that 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 type of bard is annoying to me. I'll allow it because especially for newer players, that's just what they assume. But like. Please don't play that type of bard, guys. Like, bards are much better than that. Bard is not some sexy singer that seduces and swoons everything. Wow, that was a lot of S's. Boom. Uh, alliteration. No, like, you know, like I, like I made the, the, the concept earlier, like, you could be a bard that's a pickpocket, and their their, their bardic style is dancing, and they, they pickpocket while they're dancing through a crowd. Like, that's you're not seducing anybody. You're just using your talents. You know, you can... Um, you can be a bard that you know does magic tricks. You're not actually doing any magic; it's just all sleight of hand. But um, a lot of a lot of bards in my parties have been have be like become instead of that kind of style, they become more of like the party the party face kind of thing. They're the ones that are kind of like the lead as far as talking to NPCs because they have such high charisma and they yep, kind of end up talkers. being the lead. Uh, yeah, they, they end up being the leaders of the group rather than being... Because at the end of the day, topic. what a bard is, is a bard is an entertainer of some sort. Yeah. Whether that be a jester, a musician, a dancer, you know, hell, you could be a sword swallower. You could be yeah. like one of those fire breather dudes or gals. Like, that's a bard. You're an entertainer. So obviously, like, a bard will become face of a party because they're used to public speaking and interacting with people all the time. If you really want to play that stereotypical kind of bard, we're not saying not to. It's just a little played out, and it's more so something you definitely want to have the conversation. I mean, I, I would prefer not to have it in my group as well, Jeff. But if it's something that you really, if it's something you really strongly want to play, that's something you should have a conversation with your your DM and be like, I really want to play this style. What are the limits to if I wanted to play that? What's acceptable? What's not acceptable? Yeah, I, um, I had a situation with that with my cousin even, and he started getting in. He was like really into the role play, but it was also becoming really awkward because I was like, I want you to have fun with the style of bard and everything you're playing, but, but at the I'm same not about time, to sit here and role play a sex scene. Between my cousin, it was like, okay, this is getting a little awkward, dude. Like, let's 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 just cut the black black screen, like the new and Grand Theft Auto, or whatever, whatever happened, happened, and you know, you you're you're you have good favor with them, and we'll just leave it at that because it's getting a little comfortable for me, let alone the other players that are not Squish, all my cousins. Before I, you, before I let you start, um, speaking of being an adult and apologizing, I am going to apologize right now because Squish was trying to make a point, and I accidentally got us off on this whole tangent oh, derailed, of derailed, yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry, Squishy. I did not mean to do that. I totally lost my point, but that's okay, because it was a good conversation. I'm fine with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. what, I, what, I, what I will say, though, is um, I, I had a character like that in my campaign. She was a bard. Um, oh, that's what I was, that was my point. That's exactly uh, what you're talking about. She was, she's a really good friend of mine. I've actually known her longer than I've known Jeff. Um, and uh, I, I set her down, and I was like, look. Oh, is this the one we just talked about Yes, recently? and I was like, look. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, look, girl. You're doing. The, you're really good at, at, at the playing the, the bard that tries to sleep with everybody and hit on everybody. But I need you to take it from 100% down to, like, 20%. Because it's kind of distracting. Uh, other people were kind of getting a little frustrated and I would really rather have you keep playing D&D than me have to ask you to leave the game because you're uh, d taken away from it. And she's like, oh dude, 
I'm so I didn't mean to do that. I feel I didn't mean to distract. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. I'm I'm really sorry. I'm like, it's fine. Just tone it down. Uh, we'll do when we do the one-on-one session for this campaign between me and you. We'll we'll that's one of the things that we'll go over is how to role play being a a bard that flirts with everybody and sometimes tries to seduce random NPCs for fun. And now I will say that that person was not playing their character wrong. They're just new and don't know how to play. So you as a dungeon master, or even if even if the dungeon master, you're the dungeon master and you're new, it's still your job to be like, hey, this is a little uncomfortable. Let's I know we're all trying to learn, but let's tone it down a little bit. Because I mean at the end of the day, it's all learning. Like even, you know, myself and Tim who've been playing longer than Squish, we're still learning things. Yeah, for sure. Hell, like Snow, like you know, we'll have him next week tell you guys how he started. He's been playing longer than any of us. He's still learning things. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a it's a game of constant learning. Yeah, it's one the, of the reasons the that one... they constantly change the rules too. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Because the one thing I'll say, the rules they're 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 advancing the rules and bettering some things. And sorry, Tim, before before you go, like Good. a great example of that is um, Curse of Strahd. It came out. And then Curse of Strahd revamp just came out. I saw that today when I got my new dice, and I, I was going to. That's what that's what we're playing because Curse of Strahd revamped. It's essentially the same exact. I mean, it is the same exact game, but they made some changes. Like uh, one of the characters has a prosthetic leg, and in the original writing, she worked really hard to hide it. That was taken out. She still has a prosthetic, but she's not trying to hide that she's disabled. Um, and it was also, there's, um, a group of characters called the Vistani, which are based on the Romani, but they were, the way they were originally written was very insensitive to the Romani people. It was, they were written like those, uh, old, like black and white horror movies, stereotypical gypsy evil people. So like, it's not that they're changing rules all the time. They're just going back and realizing they made some mistakes and fixing said mistakes. Which is part of playing the game right. From their end, they're like, hey, we're messing up. Let's fix this. Yeah, um, we're getting we're getting to that time limit because uh, we, we've talked about things longer than we normally have. So <laughs> let's... Just a quick recap on what we've talked about, about how you can't play it wrong. As long as you're not being a prick... As long as you're not being insensitive, uh, as long as everyone is having fun, you're not taken away from the campaign, you're adding to the campaign in some way and adding to the fun, and you're just all around trying to be po- be a positive vibe at the at the table, you're doing it right, right? If, you're, yeah. if your yeah. party's all murder hobos and the DM's okay with you all murder hoboing his entire campaign and everyone is having fun, you're, you're playing having it fun. Right. You're playing it right. Um, yeah. Like um, it's a it's 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 a weird thing. Table dynamics can sometimes be weird, and they don't always work, and that's okay. Um, I had to I had to ask a player to leave my part leave my game because he was dating one of the other players, and they broke up. So uh, Snow and I have asked two people to leave games that we were in. Like we're Snow and I were in the game together, either as DM or player for either one of us. We've, on two instances, had to have asked people to leave our table. Oh, um, uh, one quick thing before we wrap up. We all like drinking while we play. I'm drinking while I'm doing this. You know, a, a beer every now and then is fine. A beer while you're playing Dungeons & Dragons is fine. Don't be that person that's so drunk before the session starts you can't play. Or you get so drunk during the session you take away from it. I've had that happen. Um, we've asked I've asked a person to leave the table because we've had to say something on numerous occasions about yeah, that I've had that happen uh, a couple times actually I've had it happen as a player and I've had it happen as the DM and um, as the DM I was like you know what it's getting frustrated um, it's getting frustrating we've been playing for a while anyway let's just end it here we'll pick back up next time um, and he immediately the next day apologized in Discord to everybody. He felt really bad. He didn't mean to. Um, he. Oh no! It happens. It happens. Yeah. Like, I actually got drunk DMing one night for us, Tim, didn't I? 
did that uh, the last time I DM'd. Not really. I mean, you. Uh, you it wasn't, maybe I was really good at like. No, oh, yeah, it wasn't to, like the pass out point, but I got I got a little. I had a few more drinks than I should have had to run a game, and I was like, "Hey, let's stop." Yeah, <laughs> and it was. I mean, it was a good point to stop. It was okay. I think that was the night we we chilled and had good heart to heart and talked. Oh yeah, we, we got it. We, so it was, oh it was god! Kind of oh, you had a heart to heart. You had a heart to heart with uh, drunk Jeff. I did. It was. Oh, great. those can last. Those are like amazing. Four, three or four a.m. when we stopped. Those are amazing, no, but no, they last not. forever. It was, it was almost six a.m., sir. Oh, was it almost six a.m.? All yeah. I know was like, I was literally making cocktails while we were having a heart to heart. Like, yeah, it was. It was wonderful. Um, yeah, yeah. Just to sum time. up, what one last players? If you're a DM, have fun. You know, don't take away from other people's fun and just create a good experience to have with your friends and soon to be lifelong friends if they're not already. And if you have to confront a player for an issue at the table, don't do it in front of everybody else. Yeah. Because no, that makes it worse. Because sometimes that can make it worse. Sometimes they can realize that they were that most of the time they didn't do it on purpose and now they're embarrassed. And mm -hmm. three, it just doesn't look good on you as the DM. It it makes your yeah. players lose trust in you. Um so now for some D and D news. Um and it's not really news because there's not like weekly news for D and D. Um but D and D Wizards of the Coast, I think it was Wizards of the Coast. Let me check that. It's before. Wizards of the Coast, good sir. Wizards of the Coast did release a holiday gift guide. So we're not going to read through the whole thing because it's twenty pages long. But we are going to specifically hit up some of the things in the gifts under twenty five, under twenty five dollars. Um, and one of the things that they have in there is the for like $16.99 on Amazon is what they say in their little adverb that I'll link below if you want to read through the whole thing is a D&D world building journal and um, I've looked at reviews for it I actually want one of those for myself yes it, it looks really nice yeah it features 365 writing prompts to help role players of all levels get their creative juices flowing um, there's a couple board games like card games and stuff that I didn't even realize were a thing there's yep. Uh, plushies, uh, which I love plushies at my table because oh, when I, I say, they're always a, they're always a great gift. Uh, they're they're a great gift for people. Uh, they're a great gift for your DM because then your DM has something soft to throw at players when he gets mad at them. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, unless you're Jeff who throws pins at me. Uh, True. They they only have, you though. <laughs> it's it's only me because he knew that I wouldn't get mad. There's a drag Dungeons and Dragons Mad Libs. Um, if you're older than you know okay, Tim, tim's like ooh, mad lives if you're older than car trips though i was say if you're older yeah. like us and you remember car trips before cell phones uh mad libs were a must there's a D, &D tumbler a puzzle um little toys that you could probably actually use as minis just saying beanies phone cases a, D, a, a d20 keychain so you always have a d20 with you jeff uh, I mean, Siri worked, and I don't think that would actually roll the way it's supposed to roll because it's a keychain there, big guy. <laughs> yeah, pillows, blankets, lots of good stuff. I'm definitely going to link it down below. Um, Tasha's Cauldron of Everything recently came out, which I still need to get a hold of and read through. So it, that is not a it. gift under $25, but that oh. is a gift worth giving. Yeah, but it yes. is a – sorry. Let me – let me let, yeah, let's add that in there. Um, it is not under $25. I just scrolled too far. It is like 50 but if you really love somebody, it would be a good gift. Uh, and it's probably on sale on Amazon because usually books are on sale on Amazon. Actually, um, right yeah, now, the Player's Handbook. Like uh, actually, the Player's Handbook right now is $22 on Amazon. Ooh, that's a good one. So that, gift that, under $25, Player's Handbook right now. Usually you'll get it for about 30 35 on Amazon, but I think it's down to 22 because Tasha's just came out. Yep. So usually when a new source book comes out, the three main ones the player's handbook the dungeon master guide and the monster manual drop a little bit lower in price yep um i definitely what is that one website that you told me about with the dice because that is one thing that we definitely wanted to bring up when we talked about the holiday gift ideas was oh, the um uh dwarven forge dwarven, dwarven forge and there's something skulls oh no i'm sorry i'm sorry the one i'm thinking of and the one you're thinking of dwarven forge is not the one i was gonna bring up skull splitter dice they yes. have a $10 mystery bag, and they have it all year round. 
It's a great gift. It's guaranteed one set of dice, one metal die, and then a few assorted dice. So it's a great gift. I mean, I I, I generally buy them for people come Christmas time because it's it's ten bucks for a bag. It comes with a full set of dice and random dice. One of them being a guaranteed metal dice, and their metal dice are really good quality. I have a full set myself. And I've just been so lucky that every time I've gotten the mystery bag from people or myself, I get the same type of metal as my metal dice. So I'm just lucky that way. <laughs> oh, if you're gonna if you're gonna use metal dice, get a dice tray, a leather oh, yeah. or foam dice tray, because if they hit wooden tables, people. yeah, we have we, that has happened to us. He actually was using a dice tray, but he got really excited and he rolled the dice really hard and it bounced out of the dice tray and metal D20 hitting wood table. That's no scuff it. Yeah, it, yep. it like scuffed mine, him. Mine are actually brass. Like my, my whole dice set is brass. And I found out they were real brass because I they were left in a Crown Royal bag in a storage container for like six months. And when I pulled them out, the dice had oxidized. So yeah. I had to actually clean them. So yeah, there, one thing I wanted to metal. mention before we wrapped up, um, just for those who are newer players or especially those who want to get in DM or just getting into it in general just really quickly, um, as far as you can't play it wrong, don't overly worry about minis or your game board and stuff like that. There are some yeah, cool definitely. alternative cheap options, but technically you can play this all just all in your head, all with descriptions. So don't Theater let that be something that prohibits or slows you from getting into it. Oh, yeah, we, we started out with just uh, Risk miniatures. I actually still have yeah. all of the miniatures from Risk. That's what we used from the first. Somebody mm-hmm. like, spent like the 20 30 bucks on a, a rollout chess X mat, so we had a mat. And some yeah. Other other game there. minis, like little tokens and pieces, those work just fine. Um, just don't let that be the thing that stops you from getting into it. Well, I, I think that's where we're going to have to stop. So yeah. um, all you goblins and ghouls, thank you for tuning in to the the Rangers Nook, and we'll see you next time. Goblins and ghouls only, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's 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 uninclusive. Yeah. What about yeah, elves, sorry. dwarves, gnomes, gnolls, yeah, kobolds, so goblins? But, uh, fine, that's... fine. You guys do it. You guys do it. Okay. So, no matter who or what type of humanoid you are, thanks for joining us. And we'll or non-humanoid. <laughs>